Now it's time for this. News Talk's Executive Chair. Thanks to Skillnet Ireland, driving business success through innovative training and upskilling. And it's my great pleasure to welcome to the Executive Chair this week, Patrick Joy. He's the Director and CEO of Suretank Group Limited. Patrick, you're very welcome to the programme. Thanks very much, Bobby. Great to be here. Now, uh, it all started back in the South Riding of uh, County Tipperary, Clonmel. Your father had a shop and you picked apples in the Bulmer's Orchard. Bring us back to those very early days. Yeah, my father was a pharmacist and uh, we had a shop right in the main street on O'Connell Street and we lived out on the Waterford Road, which was on the way out to the Bulmers uh, facility. Um, and all of us, I suppose, all the young people uh, worked in, in the fields there during yeah. the summertime, but it wasn't apples we picked. They had big fruit farms. So it was, I think it was blackberries and blackberries yeah. and that sort of stuff. And we got paid two and six for a big punnet and whatever. Tough work. And, and it was yeah. great, but a fantastic for a young fella. Yeah. You know, a bit of yeah. pocket money, you know. So off to Clongos, then uh, UCD, mechanical engineer, um, and you went back later to study an MBA in Trinity. So again, a, a sort of belt and braces uh, qualification uh, to set you loose in the world. I think your first job then was in Johnson Wells back in the late 70s. That's right. Yeah, Bobby, I, I worked for a couple of companies and um, as an engineer primarily, but I moved into sales quite early with Johnson Wellscreens and uh, technical sales. And that I suppose I got the travel bug from that because I actually traveled all over the Middle East for nearly four years. Right. Um, so I went to Libya, Iraq, Iran, you know, all, uh, virtually all those companies, Syria, the whole lot, um, and uh, came back to Ireland, got married, worked in a tank company in Finglas called Hueso. We're now gone out of there, of course. Um, but uh, spent a stint then overseas in Saudi Arabia with my family. With another uh, clan metal company, another, am I right? With MF Kent, yeah, yeah. as they were known at the time for yeah. Kent's business. And uh, that was a great, fantastic learning experience, a great responsibility. You know, in those days, we just had telex and telephones, you know, there was... No and was that largely on sort of construction projects and that kind of thing? Or We had a trading business out there. Yeah. But, uh, and we also had a small construction business in Riyadh. I, I ran the Riyadh office. Um, and for three years, we were in Riyadh. And then I moved to Dammam, where I worked on projects there, including the, the new airport that was being built, you know. Wonderful experience. Absolutely fantastic. But when I, when I came back from that contract... Um, the one thing I felt missing was that I knew nothing really about business. I, I knew an awful lot about se- selling. I knew a lot about engineering, but I couldn't read a balance sheet or look at a set of accounts. And it was an ideal time, take a year off, go and do a business degree. And that was that was really th- the launch pad for me, to be honest, to get it. That was in 1988. Yeah. 88, yeah. 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 yeah, and I always admire somebody with a busy job, you know, and maybe a family at that stage and all that you have to... To actually invest in education, it's a bit of a risk. Yeah, it was, and uh, but it was. Um, we third third child arrived while I was just <laughs> just as I was graduating. Um, but uh, Kent's were an extremely good company, and actually, when I was leaving Kent's, uh, and Gus Carney came in to to see me, and he says, "I hear you're leaving us. Uh, wh- where are you going?" I said, "I'm going going to Trinity to do an MBA, Gus, Mister Carney, as we called him." And he says, you stick with me and I'll give you all the MBA you want. <laughs> but anyway, I took the decision to go and Gus paid my fees. Did he? Yeah. And, 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 really and nice. as long as yeah. you weren't going to a competitor, he yeah, was they happy. Were, they were holding yeah. on to you. you yeah. Know? Yeah. Well, so, I, I, but yeah. again, you invest in good people and yeah. that's a great example yeah. of that. Yeah. 
Um, CPV and Clonus, uh, they make containers, do they? Yeah, they, they made uh, uh, transport containers for, right. uh, for carrying primarily dangerous goods. Um, these were 20-foot, what are known as 20-foot ISO containers. And, and that's where I got, got into this tank business that I'm yeah. in currently, and to be honest with you. And uh, I joined CPV. At the time, there was a proposed uh, management buyout. Um, it didn't work out, which is why we left, or why I left. Um, and the company was bought by Powerscreen. Right. Uh, uh, who were based out of Dungannon. That was in around 92, 91, 92. Um, I, I, for... When I was in there, when I was in CPV, I was the uh, sales director and a Norwegian company had approached us at the time and asked us, could we manufacture a transport tank to bring hazardous chemicals out to oil platforms? And uh, I said, yes, being a sales, we always say yes when we're in the sales. <laughs> and uh, I said, of course we can. And we worked with them, designed a container for that and, uh, and started to manufacture it. Um, when the uh, new owners took over, they didn't see any value in that particular product line, so so they concentrated more on the twenty foot ISO tanks that they were building for the large leasing companies, and the Norwegians were looking for a new supplier. And, and you were that man, and I became that man, good yeah. man. And that was in what nineteen ninety five, ninety four, ninety four. Yeah, had them, and ninety five, I set up the business. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And a sure tank, and and what a great story. Um, you know, I think you rode. The crest of a wave. Yes. Uh, you sold the business in 2013. Uh, well, uh, certainly a big percentage of the business um, in 2013, and you effectively said, "I'm retiring from this business." But as we know, uh, retiring is either said than done. Easier yes. said than done, Patrick. Yes. Yeah. So, so those after selling the business, having built it up and done so well, um, one of the things that I'm quite interested in is that a business can be so tied to maybe, say, the price of a barrel of oil, as, as was the case in your business. It, went, it, seemed, to, it seemed to soar uh, when the price of oil was good and then tank, not to use a pun, when, 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 when the uh, oil price came down. So after selling the business, you know, you then stayed on as a non-executive director. You try, then you came back in, but you had a pretty tough certainly six or seven years uh, having exited the business. Yeah, the business went through quite a difficult uh, transformation. The oil price meant that um, it just no orders were placed for our equipment. Uh, oil companies also became much more efficient. Um, so the equipment they had, they started to get better use out of it. Yeah. So even as the oil price came back in 2018, 2019, manufacturers like us uh, continued to be a little bit in the doldrums. Um, so, so we basically had to find other things to do. So as of today, the oil industry is probably less than 40% of our revenue. Yeah, so you um, found a new yeah. outlet um, and you found you displaced that business with us. But you yes. probably had to rebuild the sales, Patrick. Yes, and uh, yeah, rebuilding the sales. And that's currently what we're, we're trying to do. I mean, our revenues last year were about 36 million, uh, which is just about a third of what they were in 2014. Yeah. Um, they were as low as, as uh, 20 million in uh, 2018, so that was a particularly bad year. Um, 
But now we can see that the oil industry has come back. Okay, it's still not a major part of our business anymore and we don't want it to be. Um, but we're very big now into manufacturing, off-site manufacturing of modular units. Right. And we would have had a background in building modular units for offshore platforms. So we have all the skills and we're fully certified with our people, our engineers, our welders. We have all the quality systems in place. So we would be building modules now for data centers in in the UK, in London, in what, what are known as the Flap D countries in Frankfurt, London, Amsterdam, Paris and Dublin. We've shipped uh, modules up to Scandinavia and we're just now building our first modules in Warsaw uh, or in Poland for a client in Warsaw. Wow. So uh, so that's, that's the new direction of the business, but we will still see tanks as being a significant part of our business as we have all those skills as well. And you're also doing some work, I think, with the US Navy and some of yeah. those military contracts as yes. well, which, yeah. which I presume are very hard to crack. But once you get there and get through their approvals, yeah. they can be good. We were, yeah, one of the things that we looked at doing was, in terms of our tank business, was to, what other tanks can we build? So we started on these uh, cryogenic tanks, which are known liquid oxygen, liquid nitrogen tanks. And luckily, we have a, we have a very small business in the States, and because we had a U.S. registered company, we could qualify to to, yeah. to to get into that circle of dealing with people like the U.S. Navy. We're not dealing directly with them. We're dealing dire- with them through a company in uh, Newport News that supplies them with packaged equipment. Um, but as I, 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 I think I might have mentioned to you before um, or earlier, uh, when I went out to Newport News last April, um, the guy took me around. It's It's a big... Uh, military base, or is the, is there a, it's, it's the equivalent of Pearl Harbor on the, yeah. on the eastern side of the States. Uh, he drove me around, uh, along with my CEO of Sure Tank Limited, uh, Martin Winters, and we drove around and there were three aircraft carriers out in the bay, and he said, one of your tanks is on each of those. Right. And we said, well, why? What, what do they use them for? He said, they're for the liquid oxygen, because the planes that come out and need oxygen for the pilots. Amazing. So that's what they use them for. So um, so we're now negotiating a contract with them to supply, I think it's up to 100 of those tanks to go on to all their different... Uh, different uh, I, 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 I'm, I'm amazed at your energy, Patrick. Again, you're, you're what, are you 71 now? Yeah. Um, and you say, as you say yourself, you've still got loads left in the <laughs> tank. Is it because you're so emotionally involved in the business you know, since the mid-90s that you've done the whole journey, you bought it, you sold it, you built it up, you were there for the tough time. Is it hard to let go? Yeah, to, yes, probably. I mean, uh, the business did go through a very difficult time. We survived it. Um, I would love to build that business back up to where it was, and that would be my intention. And, uh, you know, I don't I don't probably need to do it for, for financial reasons. I'm very lucky in that regard. Um, but you'd like to leave it Leave it to, to to others, you know, to, yeah. uh, and to give something back to your community and to the people who have worked in it. And there are people in there who have actually worked longer than me in the business because I did leave for a couple of years, yeah. you know. Yeah, so, no, um, yeah. A couple of other quick things. Uh, Pizza Baker, um, the Scandinavian franchise, I believe there's 500 of them in, in, in uh, Scandinavia, yeah. just opened on Pier Street. Yeah. Uh, big plans for that business? Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's, uh, there are friends of mine that actually own the franchise in Norway. They at one time were customers of mine in the oil industry. Right. And they asked me, you know, would I be interested in helping them get 
a foothold in the UK and Irish market, or the UK market, they said originally. So we said, look, why don't we try it out in Ireland? We're very similar in the way we our businesses operate between Ireland and England. So uh, we've three stores, as I said, up in Belfast, uh, which we own, and we've three franchises in Dublin. So we're trying both models. Um, the one in Pier Street is fantastic. It's really good pizza, and I'd recommend okay. all your listeners to go and visit it. Um, we opened our first store in Manchester last week, and we're hoping to open one in Liverpool in about three weeks' time as well. So we're, you know, it's it's great fun. I really enjoy the challenge of doing this. Yeah, I well, mean, you're some yeah, man for yeah. one man. Finally, can I just say to you, you said, uh, and I wanted to just ask you about this because how important your partner in life is. Your wife, Mary, yeah. raised five kids when you travelled the world doing business. So yeah. that partnership per se has to be absolutely really, really strong and recognised. Yeah, and, uh, and, and I genuinely would not have built up the business without that support, yeah. without that partnership. And uh, and it's also great to have a sounding board because obviously I would I would bring all of my troubles home to you know f- from time to time I'm sure she gets yeah. tired of listening to them you know and uh, you know yeah no, it's, it's been fantastic you know well done and and stay with it as the fellow says because it's it's a it's an incredible business story uh, Patrick Joy CEO and director of Sure Tank Group Limited thanks so much for Thank joining us on the executive Bobby. chair my today. pleasure. Down to Business with Bobby Kerr. Brought to you by Bank of Ireland. Saturday morning at 11 on News Talk.